Hello and welcome to Into the Grid, a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of Power Rangers. Currently watching Power Rangers Time Force, I'm Sean. I'm Mike. For the first time in a long time, we're recording uh, without a backlog, I'm pretty sure. So congratulations to us. We managed to get everything out. Uh, mm-hmm. Applause. I can actually go in and delete my audio for last last episode that you put out. Uh, mm-hmm. We are we are up to date for once in our for once in our lives, and uh, for those that don't know, the way this show works now is that we watch four episodes a week. We watch on our Discord server, which is in the episode description, and also on our Twitter. We watch two episodes a week, and then on the third week, we record an episode of the podcast, assuming that, uh, you know, nothing goes wrong, as uh, it tends to do. Sometimes I have to go to Florida for a funeral, and that cuts out, like, two weeks of recording time. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, uh, I don't know, normally it's me that has a problem. It's normally I am all of a sudden like, oh, actually, I gotta go somewhere, sorry. But yeah, so we watch two episodes a week on the Discord server every Wednesday at 9 p.m.-ish Eastern. So if you guys want to watch along with us, you guys can join the Discord server and do that. And then about once a month, we put out an episode covering those four. This time, we are covering episodes 24 through 27, which is Movie Madness Part 1 and Part 2, Time Force Traitor and Frax's Fury. Before we jump into the episode proper, I just want to let you guys know that if you want to follow the show, you can do so at Go Into the Grid on Twitter. You can email us at gointothegrid at gmail.com, leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash into the grid, or join our Discord server. Like I said, the link is in uh, our link tree on Twitter, and it's also in the episode descriptions. But for now, Mike, you ready to talk about some Power Rangers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready. All right, listeners. Then, as always, please join us as we go into, into the, the grid. grid. Let's talk about these episodes, starting off with Movie Madness Part 1, which originally aired on July 21st, 2001, written by Judd Lin and Jackie Marchand, directed by Koichi Sakamoto. I mean, the dream team right here between these three people. And I think they've done... I think they've done most of Time Force, from what I remember. Um, I know Judd Lin and Jackie Marchand have written, like, every single episode, mm-hmm. but we're going to see Koichi Sakamoto's name a ton this week and i feel like we've seen his name um oh i guess maybe not maybe we haven't as i'm looking back maybe he just like directed these four episodes um but yeah. but it was cool to get a a large a large like stretch of koichi sakamoto who um we have previously watched uh episodes that he directed in lightspeed rescue and also we watched uh, the first episode of Ninja Storm, which he directed. But I, I just, I think he always does really good episodes, as you'll see throughout this this episode here. I, I enjoyed these four episodes. Mm-hmm. The Ranger Wiki synopsis is, Famous stunt actor Frankie Chang is in Silver Hills filming his latest movie. The Time Force team excitedly visit the set, with Wes Wen ending up getting a job as a stunt double. 
But as the stunts grow more and more dangerous, our heroes begin to realize that all is not what it seems, and that the director is actually the mutant Cynicon, who's really filming the end of the Power Rangers. Mike, what did you think of Movie Madness Part 1? Uh, it is such a joy to watch. Yeah, this is a really this, fun episode. Uh, yeah, it is a super fun episode. Like, I was like... I, I loved how I, for, for, can, all right i want to address this right away okay this is the first it's the first thing we see basically is frankie chang uh let's talk about frankie chang yes because he he is a uh in in their universe their universe is jackie chan yeah 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 very very clearly uh very thinly veiled uh comparison there that they're making uh, there the, so he is dressed exactly like Jackie Chan in Rumble in the Bronx. And the film, the scene they're filming is actually a fight scene that's kind of inspired by the film Rumble in the Bronx. Yes. I actually watched the film to give you a little lowdown on that particular comparison. Yeah. Uh, first time watching a Jackie Chan movie starred film. Wait, uh, whoa, Rumble. whoa, hold on. That's your first Jackie Chan movie? That Rumble in the Bronx is my first Jackie Chan film. Like you didn't this even first... see the uh, the Jaden seen... Smith Karate Kid. So I've seen. I'll clarify. I've seen his other like American films he's done. With, I like... see what you're saying. Okay. It this is like his. I, I haven't seen like his other work outside yeah. of his Mer American work. Um, you Rumble haven't seen Bronx... one where he's like the lead doing a bunch of stunt work. Exactly his okay. his iconic stunt yeah, work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to. And I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I was really surprised because it seems like exactly the kind of thing that you would love. So I fucking love it. I, I actually, Rumble in the Bronx is a fucking batshit crazy movie to begin <laughs> with. It is. I, the story is like wow, but the the scene that they took from the fight scene is actually like towards the end of the film. So I had to like sit through a whole bunch of the movie. I'm like, okay. Oh, there it is. It's at the warehouse, you know, at the gang's uh -huh. hangout. Uh -huh. And the gang's hangout has, like, this pool table you see in the background. There's a bunch of refrigerators in the background, like in the episode. It's like, oh, okay. And he pushes a chair. Oh, cool. He pushes the table. Nice. And it's got great choreography. That's almost like the Jackie Chan scene. Beat by beat. Uh -huh. So, so it is, like... <laughs> Kudos to Power Rangers to, uh, I mean, Koichi Sakamoto is like, hey, you know what? Rumble in the Bronx came out in 95, you know, and uh, we're here and a couple of years later. We're just going to, that's a pretty cool fight scene. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they just, well, it, it was like a discussing film exclusive. So take it with like the largest grain of salt that you can find. Um but I did just see today that, like, apparently there are talks that he might come back for another Karate Kid movie, which is crazy. I don't I, I don't know if that means they're going to bring Jaden Smith back or if they're just going to bring him back. Because they're doing another Karate Kid movie, like, right after Cobra Kai ends. But it's not related to Cobra Kai. Very strange choice. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that now. I know what you're talking about now. It's supposed to come out, like, next year. It's like, they're like, all right, Cobra Kai's over, new movie uh unconnected yep. which is yeah you know whatever but uh it's it's just funny that we're we're talking about this today when i think that was just that article was just published a couple hours ago so that's pretty <laughs> funny funny 
yeah, yeah. I love this like fight scene that we get here. I mean, first of all, Frankie Chang is a very funny name. It's a very it, it's like it, oh, I wonder it, what you guys are going for there. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's actually a kind of a nice name actually to have in the in universe of Power Rangers for yeah. actor. It's just so clearly supposed to be Jackie Chan, but they <laughs> don't want to say Jackie Chan, and it's funny. Um, and the unmorphed fights during this episode are just, like, a ton of fun. You guys know that I love unmorphed fights, and since we're kind of doing a take on stunt acting in this episode, specifically part one, the unmorphed fights during them are really, really great. Um, I love the sequence where they're just trying to kill Wes, like, because, uh-huh. like, Wes it becomes part of the movie, right? He, he's like, all right, I'm going to do this stunt a- action sequence. Yeah, yep. I'll, st- I'll be the stunt guy who fights Frankie Chan. That'd be nice because the other guy's out. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And, and I, I was, like, freeze-framing, like, to see the stunt double and see what he looked like before yeah. they just cut away. He kind of did look like Wes, actually, so it was a, a good bit. replacement. A little bit. A That's little funny. bit. So it was, like, a good replacement for the said film scene. I love that, like, they, like, like a real sword gets swung at him, and, like, they mm-hmm. throw him off a building, and the people that, with the mat that are supposed to catch him, move away from the building. <laughs> like, they're very clearly trying to kill Wes, which I think is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, and it's, of course, revealed that it's because this mutant Cynicon is filming the end of the Power Rangers, which... Uh, for those of us familiar with Power Rangers, we know that title will be used uh, in Wild Force at the end of that season. Um, but I just, I thought that like this take on Hollywood and take on filmmaking is is very fun. It's very different. Oh, it is. Um, in the episode, it's actually the end of the Rangers because in Time Ranger, it's actually the end of the Time Rangers. So they just cut time out of it. And then I want to roll back now, now that we're done kind of, we've talked about Frankie Chang and how like all this, this great opening stunt stuff. I want to roll out. Mm -hmm. Do you want to point out that we have a new opening this episode uh, that I think is used throughout the rest of the show? Like, obviously it's the same song and everything, but we have, it's new uh, footage that I think is used throughout the rest of the season. They set up a little bit earlier in the episode. All the characters are talking about like, oh, this is my favorite movie. And this is my favorite movie. Yeah. They're on the set. They're on the set. And like, Jen is like in love with Frankie yes. Chang, like like oh my god! And Trip gets like an autograph from Frankie Chan too, at some point, and that's a <coughs> plot point <coughs> later <coughs> in the episode. Um, and like yeah, and then of course we didn't even talk about the cold open where Wes and Trip are watching a western, and Jen's trying to focus on something, and he turns it off. He's <laughs> like. We're, I'm introducing West a uh, trip to the the Wild West, you know. Get him out, you yellow belly sucker! <laughs> Yeehaw! It but was. Then, yeah. It's just so fun to see them all in the different costuming when they. Sh- so like you know when they get put into the different uh, like yeah. Movies. And Lucas talks about samurai films, and then yep. Katie talks about musicals. And that's the scenes they're put in because Sinekong has his magical clipboard, the slate that gives him to yeah. each scene. And it's pretty cool seeing Lucas going into a samurai film and it goes into like black and white. It's like seven, seven samurai looking kind of thing. Um, Jen is in a Kung Fu movie. It's got that, that 70s colored look and it's got the. Yeah, the I got to say, man, it looks terrible. 
the color grading and that is how it is man that is how it's it's amazing i love it it just it looks (laughs) attention to detail terrible like it it is and i get that that's the point but oh my god Mm -hmm. it looks so bad it's like it's like it's not even like orange it's like yeah like dark like a dark dark orange it's really it's not fun to look at it's really funny um I love that they use subtitles in the samurai scene. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. just going to say this again. I love that they use subtitles in the samurai scene. Now, everybody, just stay tuned for when we talk about part two in a few minutes, as I'd like to remind all of you that I love that they use subtitles in the samurai scenes. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Circuit is like, I, I got to get help. Like, I got to save these people. Oh, yeah. Eric. Scene. Eric, you gotta, you gotta help out. And Eric, like, Eric gets like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna cast you in the movie, but we gotta do like a wardrobe thing first. And they dress him up like as Tarzan, and then they throw him into Tarzan. Oh, oh no, yeah, he gets, he gets cast, but he gets teleported to his own movie, the Jungle yeah. Movie. Yeah, 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 he gets sucked into it as well. Um, it's kind of Tarzan, but what they're really, um. They're really, what they're really taking the piss out of, I think, is uh, is gonna show up next episode when you'll 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 really see what they're doing, but they kind of do this jungle thing that kind of looks like Tarzan at first, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it is not it is not Tarzan, I don't think. Um, Katie Katie's in a musical. She just is in a yellow dress. Yeah, and... I got nothing really on the Katie I know. musical. Scene. I look, I it know. was good. It was just of them. I think it was the least like memorable of them because yeah, it was it, very it was like not... it was almost nice. It was almost good, you know. It, and it's I... too good for Katie. She didn't like she didn't have to do much besides sing yeah. and dance with the guys. It's like she she's got unscathed from that scenario. Everything else and is then... like so insane, and then hers is like I'm in a musical, and we're like okay, yeah, that's pretty normal, yeah, like good, comparatively. Good you. <laughs> you know, good for you, Katie. You did you did good. Um. <laughs> And then the rest of the episode is in the in a western setting. Yeah, they go to Back to the Future Part Three, Mike's favorite western movie. <laughs> yep, of all time. It's again. Do you know who the bar? Do you know who the bartender is? I do, but West? I just I just gotta I gotta <laughs> make sure again. Mike's favorite western movie of Back to the Future Part Three. Anyways, there's another western trip scene at the beginning of the episode where they're watching the movies and they're acting completely unhinged. They're like, they're like throwing popcorn at each other and they're like, Oh, bang, 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 bang. Like it is, it is too much. They're doing way too much in the beginning of this episode. It's, it's very silly. Um, and the last note I have about this episode is when Rancic forces Cinecon to use Nadira in the movie. And Cinecon is like producers always ruining a good project. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah great little line there you got anything else yeah. about movie madness part one mike um movie, it's a lot of setup to be honest it is. It, it is that's usually what a part one does and that's they gave us all the setup um no you we touched upon all those little things so part now one, I'm good in. why don't you go ahead and tell us which you prefer 
between... Uh, you, have to, you have to wait till after part Ooh, two. Okay, I will wait then. Then what is your best moment of Movie Madness Part 1? I, got, I gotta say, since I did the research for this podcast, I did it for you listeners out there. Uh, the Frankie Chang scene okay. is my favorite moment. Okay. The best moment. I got everything ready except for the data. Um, all right, so the Frankie Chang scene is your favorite uh, best mo- is favorite yeah, moment. Yeah, it's the best moment. Best moment. Yeah. Who's the MVP? Uh, well, okay, hang on. My best moment is mm-hmm. uh, Rancic asking Senecon to put Nadira in the movie. I think it's really funny. Okay. <laughs> I think it's okay, really good. funny. Good. Good. Uh, who's um, your MVP? Frankie Chang, yo. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Really <laughs> yes, this one. Okay. Yep. Uh, my MVP is Cinecon because he says producers always ruining. <laughs> You're stuck on that scene, man. It's okay, so good. funny. Good. And what would you rate this out of five? Oh, it's a solid. I'm gonna give it a five, actually. Okay, I am going to um. Possibly for the first time, this season break the rating scale here for me i think this might be my first time breaking it this is a seven i love this episode holy shit he's dude, breaking the scale I'm folks breaking the scale by like a lot too holy shit he loved this episode I holy really shit loved this episode a he lot. loved this up damn it's just so different it's like i've damn. i've never seen an episode of power rangers like this one <laughs> <laughs> what, what whatever that means <laughs> uh okay. I can tell you that 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 I I've never seen anything like this before on Power Rangers. <laughs> um Okay. So, next up is Movie Madness Part 2, which mm-hmm. aired on July 28th, 2001, was written by Judd Lynn and Jackie Marchand and directed by Koichi Sakamoto. The Ranger oh, Wiki plot synopsis reads the Rangers are trapped in Cinecon's movie dimensions, Wes and Trip in a Western, Lucas in a samurai flick, Kate, Katie in a musical, Jen in a kung fu movie, and Eric in a jungle picture. To escape from the... I love that they said picture. Like fucking, like fucking <laughs> Martin Scorsese or like some fuck, like fucking Robert... I love that picture. I just... Oh, God, I love that picture. I just... Very funny. Uh, to escape from those and through multiple others while being chased by Rancic and his cyclobots, our heroes will have to literally take the script into their own hands. Another okay. great episode, in my opinion. What did you think of Movie Madness Part 2? Uh, it, it, it is just phenomenal. It's yeah. a great conclusion to the first part. Just, like, magnificent. Just, I love it. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot as well. I I definitely did not like it as much as the first episode. Um I think that it it's a little less ridiculous compared to the first episode. I mean, it's still ridiculous. It might be more ridiculous. Oh, it, oh, oh it still is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? I don't know. It's, it's it might it might be more ridiculous, but it's it's uh it's more like Power Rangers. Yeah. Like yeah, because because it has to be to, to concluded in yeah yeah I'm not saying yeah, it's a bad yeah. thing it's just no. I like last episode I was a seven out of five because I'd never seen that before in mm-hmm. this fucking show right and I'd never seen this episode either before this definitely is a, is is an interesting episode um but 
at the same time, like, it ends in a more traditional yep. way. It does. Um, just um, to set up, set up part two, last episode in part one, Trip actually gets contact with Circuit to find out what's going on with Cinecon. Part two comes up, and Trip is riding a fucking horse to save yeah. us. Yeah, because, I mean, Trip is... Trip's a hero. I, I love Trip. Yep. Um, yep. Now, remember how I kept saying, man, I really love the subtitles from part one. I really love that Sydney. in the Samurai movie, they use subtitles. And so, Mike, you would think, right, that in part two, I also really enjoyed the usage of subtitles in the Samurai movie, right? Uh this is because they didn't continue that trend? They didn't have subtitles in part two. Why did they change that between episodes? Oh, I didn't like it. I did not like that at all. <laughs> oh, oh it is, boy. The subtitles in part one are the best part of that, like, wow. of that. And, man, they just, they just do away with it. And I did not like it. I did not like that the subtitles went away. Yeah. Uh, so this is not a big you... deal, but I'm going to make it a big deal. I'm very <laughs> upset about the fact that they gave me the subtitles in part one and then <laughs> ripped them away from me after I had grown to love them like my own. So Trip finds out from Circuit that the clipboard <laughs> is the trick to get back from their dimension. So um, Wes and Trip take a task to get that clipboard and destroy it and they get back to uh reality and uh the funny thing is that every one of them as they're transitioning back to their dimension uh the last thing was eric is swinging on a vine <laughs> <laughs> he comes back into the reality and it goes into a fucking wall and so i i assume they're doing george of the jungle yeah, at that point, George of the jungle yep. yeah george, george, <laughs> yeah george of the jungle watch out for that tree um yeah but it's not over yet because no. rancic comes in and his mad max get up like the actor was in road warrior yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy it's and they <laughs> they have a chase oh it's a good chase it's it's a very good chase it's very fun um they go through uh, Universal Studios Hollywood yeah. for, for most of that. Yeah. What? Yeah. They were How at, did they yeah. get there again? Um, I it, it's it's it was weird because I was trying to figure out what why because it's apparently it's part of in Universe Cinecon Studios which. How so? They they escape the dimension, but yet they're still at Cinecon Studios, which is in our reality Hollywood Studios Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, makes, yeah. makes but sense. Like, but but why is it still a movie set? They should not be in. in are a they movie in setting. Silver Hills? Or are they in another dimension? I, it's, it's a little it, weird here. It's a little weird, but it's it's fun to see. It them is run fun around, to run around. Uh, and then I love when they that. turn a corner and there's a flood coming. Yep, the flash flood scene. That was the famous it's, place there. Yep. Like what? <laughs> yeah, you can so... actually go there and experience that. So. Like. Yep. It's just weird. It's just but very. Then they, but then they. But but it's, it's it, But then they go into, like a studio space, and they get into the wardrobe room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the thing about this scene, it, like it, it is a pretty funny gag, but 
it does like it hits a little less funny right now just with everything that's going on like that's that's true you know like this is the kind of scene that like yeah uh, like now is like okay now they're all going to jail which is really fucked up uh in case anybody wonders where i stand on that that's fucked up um but it's yeah they they come out and they're wearing drag and uh they all yeah. they all sell it they all sell it great they all look great in drag but they do. uh but then that leads up to another great scene where uh Rancic is still trying to chase them and the cyclopods are rocking out some rock music and they're like yeah. just fucking having a good time yeah everybody <laughs> then, is having a great time during this episode oh yeah great time and the reveal of the rock band is like oh they're the rangers what yeah yeah it's oh, I love I love that there's a little, that little interaction with Rancic and a cyclopod. And he's like just reacting to the music and all of a sudden, have you seen the Rangers? And he's like, wait, one more time, what? What would you say? Have you seen the Rangers? Wait, one more time, takes the microphone and yells, Have you seen the Rangers? Oh. I was laughing so hard at that interaction because that cyclopod's like, I'm enjoying the music right now. Um and I love the idea that the fact that there's no final page for the script is how they kind of win. Because they, um... So, Trip... Because Trip took the, the, the final page, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the plot point. <clears throat> so, yeah. Trip didn't have a p- piece of paper for Frankie Chan to write, so he took it out of the director's script. The yeah. last page. And boom, Trip is the big winner with that play i think it's a fun yeah i think it's a really like fun and actually pretty neat way to resolve the story i love the idea that hey yeah they need the final page of the script who has it the good guys that means they can win um i i also thought it was cool that the um i am learning for the first time it is called the trans warp megazord and that's like the yellow t megazord that knocks them into the future every time uh i thought it was cool that like it showed up and fought a little bit in this uh Yes. In the scene. That was cool. Um, yep, I loved it. And then I liked the joke at the end of the episode where everybody's like, oh, I had such a good time in my movie. Oh my god, I had so much, such a good time in my movie. I had such a great time in my movie. And then it just cuts to Wes and Trip, who are not having a good time at all. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought that was a lot of fun. That was. Now, Mike. Um, do you have any other notes on Movie Madness Part 2? Uh, no, I do not. All right, then uh, why don't you tell us about the compare and contrast for both part one and part two, then? Yes, yes, because Movie Madness takes one episode of Time Ranger uh, called Case File Number 38 called Goodnight. Uh, there's a reason why the title is called Goodnight. Mm. So it's a big giveaway, and I just... At the, as soon as I watched the end of it, it's like, oh, you son of a bitches. <laughs> um, let me tell you, because uh, uh, I'll just go with uh, the time colors for uh, the Rangers. I'm not saying their names because I'm yeah. blinking right now all of a sudden. Uh, time Green, it's a, it's a trip episode, basically, but it's uh, Time Green's episode because he is uh, he's an alien, just like Trip is. It's a direct you know thing. And this time, oh, wait, he has to hibernate. He has to sleep. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're planning to you set him up for hibernation. And he's like, for a week. Like, a week? What's this about? 
and he's the tech guy of, of the of the company, so he gets like the most money for the people for the guys. So a week without him, it's like a disaster because at the end they're like, oh, actually, the next episode we find out that he uh, he woke up from his hibernation and he's like they they were just like hey we didn't have no good jobs because you had all the good jobs and we're just eating like potato chips out of a bag for our meals we're that broke <laughs> uh anyways so time greens he loves a movie called tokyo ninja story and it's on tv and there's a investigation that comes in is like hey could you investigate this about something someone's missing at a set sure let's go it's it's at the tokyo ninja story set they're doing make it a sequel part two and this is where they adapt the movie scene um portion of the episode where the rangers are at the movie scene they get to be part of the action they get to be in the movie and the actors are trying to kill them and it's the end of the time rangers so instead of a uh, a Jackie Chan fight scene, they did a kind of a ninja samurai kind of movie scene at the beginning. Hmm. Okay. To indicate that. And yeah, the the mutant is the same way. He's uh, his movie director. He he does transport them to different movie scenes. There's uh there's like a yakuza car chase scene at one point. They do transport to like a kung fu movie hong kong <laughs> style movie yeah and they um that was the other scene there was like one other one but they don't they didn't like really do a lot with the movie scenes they just did like three or four of them mm-hmm. uh so that, it wasn't like per character it was just you know because they're in you know japan they did like chinese japanese cinema homages yeah. which is pretty nice and um the only other thing that they carried over from two Power Rangers is that since Time Green is a big fan of this one actor who's in the movie, he takes the page out of the script, gets the autograph, and that's how they win the day with him having the script in his hands to win over the battle at the end of the episode. And then we realize that as they are preparing him for hibernation, we cut back to the time research, and we realize that he's been dreaming this whole thing all along. <laughs> oh. It was all a dream. They really it pulled was... the, it was all a dream ending? Yep, it was all a dream. He that was, was pretty funny. He he was, like, watching the movie on TV, and he imagined the whole damn thing. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, it was like it pulled me under the rugs like whoa i was not expecting that but i was like wait good night oh shoot he's it's all about him sleeping fuck's sake uh and i will tell you right now i prefer the power rangers version because they ex- power rangers time force they expanded upon this idea they took this idea and they ran with it they yeah it sounds and like they it. made it and they made it to a two-parter too it wasn't just the one part they, they expanded to 40 minutes of this concept of like going to movies and the world of Hollywood, all that stuff. That was just, I, I was like, wow. So I was watching Time Rangers. Like, this is not, I mean, it, it's cool, but it's not like Power Rangers crazy as it is. Yeah. From what you said, it, it 
definitely sounds like Power Rangers was the better of the two. And it didn't pull the it was all a dream ending, which I do not like in media. Not a fan I of the it was I all. I don't like it. I was I was like, what the fuck? So the most cheap thing. Um, best moment. Yeah. Uh, what was your best moment? Uh I was I was looking at my original notes and I'm like, I might have to change it because I did say something mm. else originally, but I was like, I'm not gonna say it for reasons. Um, I'm gonna pull. I love the fact that Rancic came up in Mad Max gear for that final chase. The Rancic in the Mad Max gear is probably a really great, like, it, it's up there. It's top, top five moments. It is. In this episode, it's like, sure. like, Power Rangers knows what they're doing. They're like, hey, this guy was in a Mad Max film. He should be dressed up again as yeah. a Mad Max character, just homaging that. It's great. So, I loved it. So, uh, that was the one. <laughs> My favorite moment is when Eric flies into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> really good <laughs> good it's really good <laughs> that's good uh who's your mvp uh trip because he had that page of the script mm. from the frankie chan autograph my mvp is eric because i have had george uh, george 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 of the jungle <laughs> watch out for that tree that has been stuck in my head ever since i was like six years old and so to have this moment where Eric <laughs> fulfilled that moment was uh, like my entire life coming full circle for me. So uh, Eric is the MVP of the episode. And what would you rate this out of five? This one liked a little bit more. I, I'm going to tingely break the scale and give it a six. All right. All right. This one, I go in the opposite direction. I, it went down a little bit. I've gone back and forth on what to actually give it. Um, I don't love the ending, like the Megazord fight at the end, because, you know, I don't like Megazord fights that much. Um, right. Uh, but And some of the, like, r the logic in the episode starts to kind of get thrown out the window when I think the first episode does a much... I think the first episode and the first half of this episode handle the logic of the situation and, like the reasoning very well and then it kind of goes out the window a little bit as we go through it um mm -hmm. i'm still gonna break the scale and give this a 5.5 because i couldn't choose between a five or a six i still think this is at least a great episode of power rangers which is what like I, on my scale i always consider a five is like this is what i would consider like the standard for power rangers what they should be aiming towards uh but i do think it goes a little bit beyond uh, beyond that so so 5.5 for me okay the next episode is titled time force trader it originally aired on august 4th 2001 it was written by judd lynn and jackie marchand directed by again koichi sakamoto the description for this episode is that steelix not the pokemon uh jen's old time force partner seeks revenge on jen for getting him locked up he steals her morpher fights her on her own then turns her insane Wes breaks Jen out of the spell, and all of the Rangers defeat Steelix. Mike, what did you think of Time Forest Trader? Boy, this is a doozy of an episode as well. I I love what Power Rangers did with this story. Um, I will talk about what the Time Ranger story was, but yeah, Steelix is a interesting character overall. Okay. 
Uh, Steelix, they definitely did take the name uh, from... They, they must have, right? They must have known that there was a Pokemon named Steelix. They must have. Maybe they didn't. But there is a Pokemon named Steelix. And uh, that was all I have been able to think about for the entirety of us both watching this episode and discussing it afterwards. Is that that guy is a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I love at the beginning of this episode, we see the Rangers working. Uh, I talk about this all the time. I love when we play with the idea that the Rangers have lives outside of being Power Rangers, whether it's them being, you know, students in some seasons or whether it is them like in Lightspeed Rescue, kind of like responding to emergency scenarios or just kind of being beat cops and SPD. I always just really love it when we get uh, the Rangers doing their actual day lives. So I like that we started the episode with that. It gets a big plus for me. Uh, I hate the reveal that there is no junk food in the future. <laughs> yeah, that was a big shocker when we found out from Jen. Now I no know food in the future. Now we know why it's a dystopia, because there's no <laughs> junk food. It's definitely not the designer babies and all the other weird shit happening. It's the fucking dystopia, or it's the <laughs> lack of junk food. Yep. And uh, uh, Wes is trying to bake cookies, um, and Jen knocks over eggs. Like, oops, I'll go go shopping for them. Yeah, except she comes back with, like, a full bag of groceries. She did not I just get that. Eggs. I was like, what the heck? Did they actually need that much stuff? And like, we actually got night shots during this scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, I don't know if it's a night shot or if it's a warehouse that they're shooting a set, a scene oh. in, and the light, you know, it, it's just... You know, that could be, that could be, like, in a... It's probably yeah. they're on a soundstage or something, and they don't have a lot of light. But it's well lit, is the point. It looks like it is nighttime out. Um, and a lot of the time, when Power Rangers tries to make it look like it is not bright and sunny out, they don't do a very good job of it. So yeah, the no, fact no, that they did here is uh, impressive. Now that reminds me of Rumble in the Bronx, because there's... So they filmed that in Vancouver to make it look like New York. And there's uh -huh. a, uh, there's, they, they, Jackie Chan goes to his uncle's for his wedding and he's sleeping over at his uncle's place and the strip of like street they show is clearly a soundstage. They have like buildings yeah and it's dark at night and he's got cars lined up on the streets. And I just, it reminded me of that just now. <laughs> Same thing. So yeah. So martial arts and uh, Power Rangers kind of have uh, things in common with film. Who, who, who would think? Uh, they also managed to make the Watchtower look really good at night. And this is something that they've done before. It's not like this is a new thing. Yeah, I've, but... I've seen those Yeah, those exterior shots of the clock tower once in a while. In those, Did I say the Watchtower? Yeah. I don't know why. I was thinking of uh, uh, the Justice League for some reason. I don't know why. The clock but tower. The clock tower. Even inside the clock tower, they managed to make it look really good and uh, easily discernible what time it is. And, and you know what? Look, uh, I know it's the bare minimum on any other show, but this is Power Rangers, so big props to them for managing to pull that off here. Um, yeah. Uh, I, this is where I wrote down in my notes that Steelix is a Pokemon, just in case anybody was still wondering about that. Uh, Steelix is a Pokemon. And I love when they like, like Jen tells them what happened and they're like, you're not going to go deal with this by yourself. Right, Jen? 
And she's like, uh-huh. And they're like, right, Jen? Uh-huh. <laughs> right, Jen? And then the next thing is Jen is out by herself dealing with it. Uh, yep. Well, yeah, because it's like they tell each other parties differently because it's like, Kay's like, I thought they were with you. And was like, no, I thought she was here with you. <laughs> Oops. No, uh, she goes, it was nice to see her try to handle business on her own. Unfortunately, she does. Fortunately, she does end up losing um, and gets turned evil. I don't know that like turning her insane, like they say in the Ranger Wiki synopsis is like totally accurate, but she definitely gets turned like evil. Um, yeah. And then you, you, I can see their logic with insane because they, she fucking goes ballistic on Wes and trying to. Oh, it is really good. It is like, whoa. Great fight scene, too. Great unmorphed fight scene. Mm-hmm. God, unmorphed fight scenes. Um, and then they do the only thing that would ever make me um, love a Megazord fight, which is that they're like, let's go, Steelix. And he goes, did you say grow? <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes the patch off or whatever and goes into a megazord and the fact that let's go see like did you say grow and then he grows <laughs> i was like all right that's pretty fucking good um and then a megazord fight scene happens that you know normally i'd be like whatever but uh, did you say grow is a great line um and then unfortunately uh mike this episode commits a cardinal sin because these motherfuckers like these fucking people are still they should he fucking (laughs) spoke in the episode and they're still trying to treat fucking alex like it's not alex it's alex he talked it sounded like jason font they showed him from the front albeit they did shadow his face but they still didn't just do the reveal. Why haven't they just done the reveal yet? It is so clearly Alex. I, he spoke. He said, Jason Font spoke in this episode. I can't believe it. I can't it, believe it. it. It's funny. I was trying to watch like the Time Ranger episodes for a comparison. And I ended up watching one of them, and they actually did the reveal of that character in Time Ranger. What? That, that so so because it's it's in the storyline. So we're coming up here. We're gonna see the 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 reveal of Alex to the Rangers. So it's coming up here. So it's coming up, and so in I like Time how Ranger, you're trying to like you're trying <laughs> to justify like... it. Oh, no, 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 you're not trying to justify it. You're like, it's like you're trying to soothe me. You're like, it's coming up. It's coming up. They're going to do the reveal soon. Don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, why did they do this? Why did they? He spoke in the episode. Jason it's... Font said dialogue, and they're still trying to make me not think Time... that it's him. <laughs> Time Ranger did it better where it, he, see the actor who plays Tetsuya, the Time uh-huh. Red Ranger. He he just walks out and I'm like, wait, what the fuck's going on? He's wearing sunglasses, his hair is slicked back, just like how I guess kind of Alex is as well, which is weird thinking about it now. And uh, and then the Rangers do like a double take, like Captain Ryuga, is that you? And then Tetsuya takes like he unmorphs, like, whoa, that's me. <laughs> I just totally. see that's a good reveal, but also guys. Guys, it's so fucking clear 
See, they could. That is Alex. Why are we still doing this? Yeah, I I will tell you right now. Just a little (laughs) spoiler for that. Uh Uh, When it does come up, it's a bad reveal. Come on, guys. You guys. Is it really? (laughs) Dude, if like I know people really love time force and honestly looking at like what i've ranked all the episodes on number skills it might be because like looking at lightspeed rescue earlier in the episode when we went on a tangent this episode definitely or this season definitely has lower ratings from us um we're uh, we're not breaking the scale like, like i'm pretty sure i just broke the scale here and we're on episode 24 or 25 you know yeah so so that's those are lower ratings than we've done in the past for sure um we'll see how the averages out we'll see how it ends up averaging out but so so part of that might be that like everybody everybody talks about time force being the best season so they overhype it a lot so you know i might have just had really high expectations going into this but i gotta say something that i think is just poorly done in this season is this fucking alex plot line yeah like it is i feel a lot more comfortable talking about it right now because this episode makes it so clear that it's alex like I don't know if I've done a good job of this, but I've tried in the past to be like, oh, I know who that is. It's very obvious. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's very obvious who that is. Um, but, like, it's fucking him. It's him. They yeah. show him from the front in this episode, and he speaks. And yep. it's just... And now yeah. you're telling me that the actual reveal... Like, if the actual reveal isn't handled well, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was the point of any of this? We'll we'll see, uh, though. We'll see, though. Um steelix however the not the pokemon not the pokemon uh, the monster uh so he is a uh jen's old yes force partner and yes. he was turned evil for trading secrets to rancic on cd for hmm. bars of gold yes so i just wanted to establish that i thought that was a pretty cool kind of twist to the character just a little bit like oh he he's a rogue cop yeah okay Okay. SPD did this a little bit too, and I I liked it when they did it. They did it as well. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little touch to that. Yeah. Um, but then of course, then we get Wes. You know, um, Eric Eric coming in with his battleizer and chasing. Yeah. Nope, that's the next episode. That's, that's next, next episode. Next episode. Ne- next episode. I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> my, my episodes are. Cut that out, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike. But do you have any other notes on this, or do you want to run into compare and contrast? I would love to get into compare and contrast. Oh my, go oh my goodness! Um, case file number thirty-four. I had to go back a bit. Um, uh, called Assassin. So, in this episode, uh, we've got a assassin plotline with the mutant being a assassin, and he and he has past connections to yuri the time pink ranger um time pink ranger okay i said it right okay time ranger um this dude this mutant (laughs) okay this he is a his first part of the name usually the mutants in the time ranger have like a first part of the name like it's like part of their what their criminal is or their crime is he's a stalker Oh, he, he uh, he's obsessed with Yuri. Okay, he's like obsessed with Yuri. Like I love you. I want to be with you. Oh, I I, I can't stop thinking about you. And Steelix oh. had that kind of lineage in when he was talking about that. It was like I 
I've been frozen for years and I've been thinking about you here and there. And, he, and Steelix was okay in Power Rangers. But like, it, it, was it, not, comes, it wasn't creepy. Yeah, it, it comes off like, from Steelix like he's like, I've got a problem with you and I'm going to settle it. You know, not yeah, like, like revenge. I'm in but love it, with you. Yeah, and, and Time Ranger, he's like, God, I love you. You're so beautiful. I missed you so much. Oh, oh my gosh. It, it got creepy. Um, but he's an assassin, so he was killing. And this is why it's changed, because assassination and killing from a sniper... Not so well done for uh, Power Rangers to adapt, so they had to change it completely for that reasoning. And uh, Yuri goes undercover, and she becomes like a assassin to become the, the part of the Assassins Club to, in order to get in t- contact with this mutant. And uh, yeah, it's they they didn't really adapt so much out of this. It was mm-hmm. just because they have a past with one of the Rangers, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, I did not, um, like it so much. I, I prefer the Pyrangers episode a little wow. bit more. Yeah, that's how, it sounds like the Power Rangers uh, basis for Steelix is much, not the Pokemon again, making sure we're yep, very not, clear about that. Yep, uh, yep. It, it sounds like a lot, a lot more, a, they, a lot they, better. <laughs> they took the character a little bit better and then being a traitor, of Time Force, ex cop, and you know, and stealing and giving secrets to Rancic is just a better way of writing it instead of just like a assassin who's obsessed with Yuri. It's like, yeah, we talked about those things about context and hindsight now and being in 2023, and it's just thanks. Um, what was the best moment of the episode for you, dude? You gotta, you gotta stick around for that best moment being when Evil Jen in that fight scene with Wes, just that back and forth, Wes yes. and uh, Evil Jen. Yes, the Wes and Evil Jen fight scene is definitely my favorite part of the episode as well. It was the best moment. It's just, yeah. they're very good. They're very good at what they do. And uh, I like yeah. watching them go to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's the MVP of the episode for you? Uh, it is Jen. Yep, it is Jen. You are right. And what would you rate this episode out of five? This is like a four. Hey, that's exactly what I gave it as well. I also there thought this was go. like a four. Um, so this was a yeah. good episode. Uh, I probably would have been a five for me or maybe a 4.5. If fucking Alex, the Alex <laughs> thing is really bad, guys. Alex. I know it sounds like I'm just harping on this to harp on it, but it's really bad. It's... It, it it might be my least favorite thing we've ever had to experience on this podcast. And I'm I saying, mean, like, beyond the tennis think, thing from Dino uh, Thunder or the forklift thing from Lightspeed. Like, yeah. I, I really do not like the Alex thing. <laughs> See, I think in hindsight, in re-watching it this season, that Alex thing is just not... It doesn't hold up. It just... It's not very well adaptable compared to Time Ranger. And, Maybe um, if this had been like the first time we'd seen him. Yeah, that's the thing. It has to be like a first time kind of, you don't know nothing about this season. You don't know nothing. And you just have to blind watch it and then be like reading shock of the mystery. But the mystery is not that like intriguing. It's like you don't, you don't hide the mystery that well. Yeah, I also, maybe if we hadn't seen Alex in, well, that's the, well, the no, beginning. That's, you know, the t- like in Time Ranger, they do the same thing. They just they set up with 
Captain Ryuya, yeah. he's there. You know, it's the same thing. They, they, it's so. But see, when they, so when Time Rancher does it though, he's he's in the same kind of dark room as uh-huh. Alex is, and he's like, you don't see his face at all. You see kind of the back of his head, but you don't know the because mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's I don't know it, it, you don't because you probably don't remember him that much from the beginning. You usually see him in like in one or two episodes, and that's about it. You don't really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's like very much undercover. You don't see him at all. But of course, with Alex, you know they keep like shoving him in, just like, hey, here's the back of his fucking head, and we know what his back yeah. of his fucking head looks like because we see the back of the, the same actor's head every fucking episode. And also, so, here's his voice, <laughs> and like. And the thing is, don't make him talk. You make him just like nod or just like nonverbal communication with Captain Logan. Which Logan, this is the last time we ever see fucking Captain it Logan. Is? It is. We what? don't see him ever again after this. What? Can't, nope. No more Captain Logan to report to. You know, he gets mentioned like in flashback, and maybe he gets mentioned in reinforcements from the future in Wild Forest. That's about it. Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, goodbye, Captain Logan. We're never going to see you again. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Fucking wild. And of course, Jen's trying to make, make, make the cookies at the end of the episode, and she does it terribly wrong and terrible cookies. <laughs> yes. Fucking wild. It is, very, it, is very, it is a very funny scene at the end. Um. Alright, now for the last episode. Yes, yes. Last episode. Frax's Fury, originally aired on August 11th, 2001, written by Judd Lynn and Jackie Marchand, directed by Koichi Sakamoto. The uh, synopsis from Ranger Wiki reads, Frax unleashes Venomark on the city. Venomark attacks the Rangers. Everyone but Wes falls victim to his bite. Rancic finds out Venomark has been freed and goes after him. Venomark attacked Rancic in the future, so Rancic wants revenge. Wes notices Rancic taking medicine to fight off the effects of Venomark's poison, and gets a sample to his father so they can mass produce a cure for everyone affected. So this episode very clearly starts off a uh, story arc that we're going to be covering more of next time. I think we actually finish off the story arc next time, right? Yes, that that should be the the end of the uh, the arc. Yes. Altogether. Yes. Uh, but I I what did you uh what did you think of Frax's Fury, Mike? See, I don't I didn't remember this at all. Like okay. I I didn't yeah, like I do remember you actually cuz this was something I was pretty sure that I knew, and then as soon as this episode started to play out, I was like, "Okay, yes, I know about this." Um, no, I I was totally surprised by. But you were surprised the, when the reveal happened. Yeah, I was because I totally did not remember this happening in Time Force. Like you were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Damn!" And and the funny thing is, I think the the next set of episodes we're doing next time on my episode are the same set of episodes that I've watched with James and Nicole first. Um, Mostly speaking Sentai, so if you want to hear my thoughts on that those set of episodes, like okay. as like a, a bonus thing, go back to uh fucking episode one hundred twenty one, I believe, of Mostly Speaking Sentai, and listen to that because mm-hmm. I was kind of listening to that beforehand. I was like, so yeah, this this just like I knew I kind of knew about Frax's storyline, but I totally forgot that he was like the scientist that helps Rancic in the long run before turning evil. Yeah, I I I think like this whole backstory that we get is great. All the Frax lore. Um 
you know, the the reveal that that Frax was this doctor, this human doctor who created the robots, who created the the cyclobots, mm-hmm. um, and helped Rancic, and then was betrayed by Rancic. Like, we really just, Rancic is a dick. Like, <laughs> a fucking dick. My God, is it's just this is worse as Sky and SPD with robots. Yeah, Francic like helps Rance or Fra- Francic. Frax helps Rancic, and then Rancic just totally fucks him over. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, like yep. you, you, it, it, it makes it so when I'm seeing Frax be an asshole in the present, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's justified. Yeah, get, yeah. Get that revenge. Get 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 Rancic's ass. Get, get Rancic. his ass. I love when he destroys all of Rancic's serums, and he's like, oh, oh, I guess you've got one left. And then right as Rancic is reaching for it, he like drops it. And it shatters. And then whenever Frax is really enjoying himself, like his eyes open really <laughs> wide and his tongue shoots out of his mouth as he laughs. Yep. And it's yep. really funny to look at. <laughs> yep. His eyes go bug-eyed. Like, um, yeah, I think all, like I really don't have a lot to say about the Frax lore. I, I wasn't super surprised by it when it happened, but I think it's really great character building. So Probably okay. I, I'm thinking of the lieutenants uh that we've had before um and i think this is probably the best really i like i liked zoltrax but i feel like this is better than zoltrax yeah that's true i don't know that either of the other ones come close Uh, i'm trying to even is it broodwing would broodwing be the lieutenant in yeah like broodwing is good yeah. But he doesn't like his motivation is very shallow. Like Yeah. Whereas and I fucking do not like I'm I love like okay. Frax isn't my favorite lieutenant. He's probably my least favorite lieutenant of the four that we've had so oh, far. Okay. Okay. But I think he has the best motivation and the best character work of any of the lieutenants. Like gotcha. I like Diabolico and yep. um like i like diabolico and broodwing and how their stories play out and mm-hmm. uh, but they have very very simple very simple motivations um gotcha and i i think zeltrax comes closest zeltrax and his relationship with tommy is pretty mm-hmm. good but i don't uh i don't think it's quite as good as the backstory to frax right even though like in the present day storyline frax doesn't really do a ton right the slow build up and we're gonna get a lot of that coming up here so mm-hmm. this is like the first part of it to start off with and um but then you, you got the uh, rancic and venomark yes you know, that 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 kind of back history which you kind of have like dueling back histories with rancic you know yeah because i had kind of assumed that rancic's like disease was just a byproduct of his mutation and that's why he needs the um the serum the serum yeah. but this makes it clear that no he was functioning before then and the serum is more for uh well because okay so we knew that he was always in pain before he started taking like like the last time we saw his backstory he was a mutant that was like just always screaming and even when we see him in this episode he before his interaction with venomark he's always screaming so i had assumed that like he's just his mutation was unbearable it- and that's why he took the serum but this episode kind of implies that it's not just that. It's that also the Venomark poison is what he's being, like, protected yeah. from. 
And it's interesting because they don't show like a Venom mark mark on him whatsoever. So it must be hidden in plain sight or like underneath clothing. Mm-hmm. But but he has to take serum constantly to keep it under control. While in uh, when the humans, I guess maybe it's different with humans. Maybe it might be because get, he's a mutant. He might. Yeah. Okay. That it's, uh, talking it out makes it a lot better. Okay. Yeah. In my head, I was like, wait, why the fuck is yeah. Rancic not cured from that? But yet, humans drink, and then the mark is gone, and they're cured for a minute. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. I'm not super convinced that this was the plan all along. Um, I don't know that it connects perfectly, but I think that it works well enough. I, I do think that there are some inconsistencies with, uh, with Rancic. And with what we've been told about Rancic before and what we're told again now, but I think that it, it works fine enough. It's not like the in, the inconsistencies aren't bad enough that I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is even happening? You know, it's just like, eh, I don't know that that perfectly those that like that perfectly fills the uh, the hole there. But, you know, it's like um, it's like those little games that babies play where they need to put the like same shape, you know, through the hole. It's like, you know, you could technically stick a circle through a square hole and it works. But it's like, you're not, that's not how it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it goes in the square hole. Like, like it works. It'll go through the hole. It'll work. But you're, you're sitting there, you're like, that's not how that's supposed to go. Um, that's kind that's of right. how I feel about this. It goes in the square hole. Yeah, the circle goes in the square hole because <laughs> it fits. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you really want to know the Time Ranger episode? Well, here, before we do that, there are a couple scenes that I want to talk about really quickly. Um, okay. and those okay. two are, I love when Wes goes to his dad for help because it makes sense. His dad, like, I'm glad that he remembers because, you know, sometimes Mike in Power Rangers, um, the characters have certain advantages that they can rely on to help themselves in situations. And it's nice that, um, that, you know, uh, in, the, when, when we're confronted with this, Wes remembers that he does have that advantage. He can use it because sometimes in Power Rangers, characters will have special things that they can do that would really help the plot. Like, maybe they can just know when somebody's lying or not, and uh, they just won't do it. So, it's nice It's nice when I see that they do do that, you know? It's a little shot at Bridge from uh, SPD right there. <laughs> um, and I do like the little scene with Eric where he gives the elderly lady the, uh, the cure, just because I love that, you know, one of my favorite yeah. things about this season is that Eric didn't immediately turn and become a good guy. Like, he's still kind of a, a jackass. But um, I love, we still see that he is a good guy. Like, he's a jackass, but he's got a good heart. And, like, he he's worthy of being a Power Ranger, um, even if he doesn't always show it. Now, if you would right. like to do a compare and contrast, I am ready for you. Um, and so, also, actually, I do. Yeah, I, go on. Th- there's a scene I want to mention because I, I, uh. This is where Eric's battleizer comes into play again, in the weirdest way possible. Where because Venomark's super fast, and they sh- show how fast he is, and Eric's on his battleizer, and he just zooms across and kind of defeats the monster that way. And it was like it, it looks really, really Power Rangers cheesy. Like it was like superimposed, kind of like on the screen. Like it looked really, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, but. Uh, Boy, this was an adventure to to find to watch the uh, the source material for this episode. 
Um, Ranger Wiki, you can suck a dick. Okay. I didn't have to watch two fucking episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it lied to you. It, 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 there's scenes, like, okay, case number, f- uh, case file 40 didn't have nothing regard to this episode. <laughs> so, that's for ne- that's for the next set of episodes, actually. That comes up again, okay. which I'll find comes up. So, case file number 39, a lie soaked in rain. And, of course, I'm thinking, a lie soaked in rain. Why is that rain? Rain. James talked about something about rain in oh. the Blue Ranger and his, and his like disease and there's like a scene in the rain apparently i'm like is this the episode i'm gonna be watching i th- i think it is like I, I i can't i need to confirm with james maybe about okay. it i talked to him about it i don't remember what the scene was but so yeah we coming up here just a little sneak peek i am going to be talking about the blue time uh rangers disease and how oh. it's affecting more to him and this is why Parmenters shafted that because they don't want to do that to Lucas at all. Uh-huh. So, and it's getting worse and worse. I had to watch the episode. I, I get to see him worse and worse because in case file number thirty-nine, and of course, uh, this is recorded in twenty twenty-three, where uh, CDC and WHO declared the COVID nineteen pandemic to be over officially. Mm-hmm. Just want to give that a context because case file number thirty-nine, uh, there's no bite marks. Oh, uh, then it, it's it's a virus. Oh, interesting. Okay, it's 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 a virus mm-hmm. from from the monster. Um, he does have the same like virus mark. I'm gonna say on his body. He's the one. So the scientist is. It, it was a bioweapon apparently, and the scientist was trying to like expose the world to it he affected himself and he's like fuck it i'm gonna release it to the world so he cuts himself in his like green alien mutant blood whatever gets into the air and so it's a virus and people are getting affected from it it's um i'm watching and i'm like oh this is uh this is this is hitting too real to real life now mm. um there's like <laughs> cure where's the cure where's the uh can we get a cure um and also mind you uh tetsu tetsuya the time red ranger's father does not work at a bio lab like in power rangers mm-hmm. so the, they have to find a facility to get the cure from or to, to produce the cure in and um they go to the city guardians and that's where that section they're like they have to get approval from it to use the lab and the money because uh Don 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 Daniello not that not not Donatello Don Donatello <laughs> <laughs> the the main villain of the show of Time Ranger that's the bubbling guy who wants to eat children and Power Rangers the whale guy uh he's immune to the disease and so he's like I'll give you a deal I'll give you my blood you can make a cure from that, and you don't arrest me, you know? This is going to be a done deal, because I didn't release this monster. You know, Gein did. Um, so they 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 like, hmm, let's, should we? Should we do this? Should we not? And they decide they do it. They, and, and you get to see the whale guy, Dan, Daniello, 
mm-hmm. uh, turn into a human form for the first time, probably. Uh, so you don't. So because of course, um, uh, time fire. So why am I attempting to deal with the character names? Some sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, I, sometimes I'm good with it. Sometimes I'm not. So <laughs> time fire tags along because you know, uh, time blue goes in and like he tells him about it because he knows about stuff from the year thir- uh, thirty the 30th century because we had that episode a while ago with that so it's like huh well we got it approved so they go they have like the money briefcase and they have the the medical bin so they can extract the blood and like leave that stuff there we'll do it and they do it and they get the blood in the bag and you get the money and they exchange it and of course, time fire being time fire, the asshole. He uh, he's like, I put bombs on the briefcase. Oh. I would arrest. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna. Ru- I'm gonna arrest you. Oh. I'm gonna capture you. Oh. Because that was the deal. It's like no arresting. But time fire is like, I'm gonna try to capture him because he's the he's the leader of the family. He's like he's the ones causing all the crimes in the in the uh-huh. city. And so he's like, ah ha ha ha! I, I don't think so. I I actually put a bomb on your briefcase. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> and and. Of course, Timefire is like, all right, I'm gonna destroy my remote, and of course, uh, and the the Nadira counterpart has the remote, and she destroys hers as well, and they just run off with the blood and the money, and of course, the the monster is like, you know, going around, and I think the so the the the, the mutant discovers that the blood is being trying to be used for the cure, and he's like, what? I can't, I'm not going to die. You're going to die. So he goes after the rangers trying to get the case of the blood for the mm. cure. And so it doesn't even like end at the proper note because at the end of this, Time Blue, you know, who's suffering from a disease, he's, he's not in a good condition right now. So he's in the car driving in the rain as the Power Rangers are fighting the giant in the Megazord. Uh-huh. So he's trying to get he's trying to get the cure to the to the lab to make sure it's made, and after the fight, the Megazord fight, you know, Time Blue gets out of the car, he's like struggling, he falls over, and um, is he dead? Is he not dead? I don't oh, fucking know. The I episode ends. Fucking, the episode ends. That's crazy. So it doesn't like nope. What a good cliffhanger! Fact, it's like. <sighs> Ah, <laughs> oh, it's like kill me with a spoon here. Like I just want, <laughs> I just, I just want the, the, just give me the, 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 the. Uh, where's the resolve? And okay, I kind of had to scan through like case file number forty two to see what's going on, but it did reveal the Gene Frack storyline actually. So oh. I did see, I did see their adaptation of what Frax slash Gene is. So. Yet, this time around in Time Ranger, Gein is a a human. Okay. He's he's a very young lad. He's like he's somewhat smart. He's like I can only count up to three. Oh. But he's like he's like maybe in his twenties. I guess I should say he's okay. He's 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 he's, he's, he's special. I should say I guess. Okay. <laughs> not not that special, but like he's he's bordering on that. He's because. Okay. Because I did see a scene where he does. There's like a kill squit. It's kill switch thing that 
the bad guy has to put in because he's being so evil. Mm-hmm. So he puts it in and he's all like, he goes to his happy place and he has bubbles. Gein loves bubbles, apparently. So and it, you see, oh, there's where the bubbles come from. He loves to blow bubbles. I know it's childish, but I love it. So, mm-hmm. so, so Gein, okay. He, so Don, the whale guy, he was like hiding from the other gang at the time. He finds Gein. Gein's like, hey, I'll help you help you with medicine. I have medicine. Hint, kind of <laughs> just like Power Rangers. Cures him. You know, he's like he's like bleeding or whatever. It's like some kind of something. Mm-hmm. And um Don is like really like he's attached to the kid. Like he's like trying to teach him how to count beyond three. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's like he loves him. He just he's like almost like Aw, this kid's kind of cute. And, mm-hmm. of course, eventually, Gein comes down the stairs of his home, blooded up, all bloody. What happened to you? The guys that are after you did this to me. And so he's he's severe. He's in, like, blood, and he's gonna die. And so Don, the whale guy, he just takes him into the best doctor in the town, all the money, and he gets him the operation to become a robot. Oh, so very different from very different. It is. It is. I guess James was talking about this on the previous episode about this because they don't yeah. like really do this in Power Rangers, but it's kind of touching. Like, but now Gein is in- insane. He's crazy. Like he wants to destroy shit, and so he, and he's smart. He's very, 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 very smart. Comparison in comparison to his human brain. So. uh... <laughs> Yay, yay, yay. Um, I kind of like this storyline. Like, this is like, I guess in Time Rider, they'd really kind of dramatized it a lot and just really pull the punches for being like a Japanese soap opera. Like, I was like hooked on it because of what uh, Time Blue has going on throughout the whole series with his disease and trying to survive and lying through his teeth about, oh, I'm fine, <laughs> I'm fine. So, um, th- this storyline in particular, you gotta watch the uh, the Time Ranger episode over the Power Rangers. You could watch the Power Rangers one too. I, I maybe I'm split actually because they do Power Rangers does do a good take on this storyline too. So I'll say just give it a chance with Time Force and Time Ranger. With the oh, storyline. both. Let's go both on this because I think I think unprecedented. It's worth it because Frax is interesting, and then Gein in this like in this series is good too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot. Now, back to Power Rangers. Uh-huh. What would you have as your best moment? I I love that Frax was fighting Venomark. Mm, okay. Uh, who would be, oh, for me, it was the Frax reveal in general, that he used to be a human and all that stuff. Um, who's your MVP? It's Wes. Ooh, okay. Mine is Frax. Just everything Frax does in this episode is really, really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I had to give the, the Wes MVP because he's like, hey, I can he's on your team. Little, yeah, no, I with a little it. bit of a little <laughs> bit of serum that he left in that vial for some strange reason, and give it to my father. Like, hey, mass produce shit. We'll cure everybody. And what would you rate this out of five? Uh, this one's a 
4.5. Okay, I gave this one a 5. I thought it was really good. I very much enjoyed it. Nice. Um, As a little update to our Ranger League, I need to just add these totals up really quick. I am still trailing behind you. I now have 47 points. And you, you bastard, have 58. So we're still less than 10. I could still pull a miracle out. You know, uh, Nope, just kidding. We're not less than 10. We are... 11 apart now so actually we're now more than 10 but i could still i could still make it up i could still make it up we'll see we'll see eric is gonna come and clutch at some point you know yeah we got you 13 know? episodes left give or take so that's enough time that's enough time it, for me to could, make it. it could be could be um next time uh we're gonna continue this storyline of France yes with uh dawn of destiny fight against fate and destiny defeated Yes. Episode 28, 29, and 30. And I believe we're also doing 31, which is Undercover Rangers. It's not related to the film. Uh, you, are, you are correct. I almost yes. forgot that one. We're doing yeah, that one. It's yes. not in the story arc, but it's just, you know, to keep us going at four episodes. Uh, we'll also be covering episode 31, Undercover Rangers. Man, we're getting really close to the end of Time Force. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting close. Yep, gotta double check um, that for a second. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting really close. We're almost there. I mean, um, it's long enough, but yeah, 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 we got we gotta we gotta push through it. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Like it, it it has taken a long time, but it it definitely feels like it's taken less time since we've been doing them in chunks. Like true, it's, I, it, there's been a lot of time between us doing episodes, but really, you know, because. We've been doing four episodes at a time. It, it's going very quickly. It's great. It is, actually. I kind of like this, and it's not like a slog of a thing compared mm. to SPD was. Yes. SPD was rough. Um, it was. Okay. All the show's art was done by at my name is Sean on Twitter. That's at my name is S-H-A-U-N-N-N. You guys can follow Sean on social media for all things design and nerd related. And that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the name my name is Sean, S-H-A-U-N-N-N. Also on YouTube under the same name. Our intro and outro music was done by Niall Stenson. You guys can follow him on Twitter at nstens1117 or go to his YouTube channel, Niall Stenson. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to follow the show, you can do so at GoIntoTheGrid on Twitter. You can email us at GoIntoTheGrid at gmail.com and you can join our Discord server. The link to join is in the episode description and on our Twitter link tree. We host the show on Anchor and you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, CastBox, and Podcast Addicts. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening again. We'll catch you guys next time when we go into the grid. Boom.